Well, welcome to the monthly CSF podcast where we highlight the latest papers in cytokine signaling and IL-6 biology. All the content discussed is available in more detailed slide format at cytokinesignaling.com, which is our free resource website. Now, for October, three papers have been added to the CSF website, and I'd like to highlight two of these in this podcast. The first paper looks at tocilizumab as monotherapy versus add-on tocilizumab combination therapy for treating active RA. Uh, the first author here is Professor Teitzma. In randomized phase three trials, switching to tocilizumab monotherapy or tocilizumab plus conventional synthetic DMARDs has been shown to be efficacious in patients not achieving the treatment aim with conventional synthetic DMARD therapy. However, whether tocilizumab monotherapy is as effective as tocilizumab plus DMARDs is yet to be examined in meta-analyses. Now in this study, Following a systematic literature search to identify relevant publications, meta-analyses were performed for tocilizumab monotherapy versus tocilizumab combination therapy, for tocilizumab monotherapy versus DMARD therapy, and finally for tocilizumab combination therapy versus DMARD therapy. Now the key results that I want you to bear in mind, first of all, the tocilizumab mono and combination therapy strategies pooled effect estimates of the DAS28 less than 2.6 were significantly higher compared with conventional synthetic DMARD therapy alone. In comparing the two tocilizumab strategies, the effect estimate was statistically significant for combination versus monotherapy. Serious adverse events occurred more frequently in the tocilizumab strategies versus conventional synthetic DMARD therapy arms, but this difference was not statistically significant. However, the pooled risk estimate for serious adverse events was significantly higher with combination versus monotherapy. So the conclusions to draw here, well, patients not achieving treatment target after conventional synthetic DMARD therapy because of intolerance, uh, tocilizumab monotherapy is a feasible option in clinical practice. Combination therapy is marginally superior to monotherapy in terms of achieving DAS28 less than 2.6 and ACR50 response, but this is at the cost of increased risk of serious adverse events. I'd like to turn now to a paper in which we highlight the examination of the impact of cerilumab on patient reported outcomes and the correlation between these and disease activity. The lead author here is Professor Vibeke Strand. Now in the mobility study, patients were randomized to receive subcutaneous placebo or cerilumab 150 milligrams or 200 milligrams every two weeks, both in combination with methotrexate for 52 weeks in total. Now efficacy was evaluated using three co-primary endpoints, ACR20 at week 24, physical function using HACDI at week 16, and change from baseline in radiographic progression at week 52. Patient reported outcomes assessed were uh, of disease activity, pain and HACDI. And in addition, fatigue and health-related quality of life were assessed, including combining these into physical and mental component scores. The key results? Well, improvements in patient global assessment of disease activity, pain, HAC, DI and fatigue were statistically significantly greater with cerilumab 150mg and 200mg compared to placebo. And these improvements were seen as early as week 2 and maintained through week 52. At 24 weeks across all patient reported outcomes, the percentage of patients reporting improvement greater than 
or equal to the minimum clinically important difference from baseline were significantly higher with both doses of cerulumab again compared to placebo. And this was also true for all individual health-related quality of life domains. Concluding, the reductions in disease activity with cerulumab treatment were associated with patient-reported outcome benefits. These improvements, which were maintained over 52 weeks, provide evidence of long-term benefits. The findings also complement the clinical efficacy data that we've seen in previous publications. Just a final note, the third paper included in our October offering examined the costs of an extra RA treatment strategy that included tofacitinib in the US and compared those with biologic treatment strategies. I refer you to our website for more information. So in summary, don't forget that all materials are available in the publications section of the cytokine signaling website. Soon to be available on our website, by the way, we're going to be adding our ACR review to our current offering of, of award-winning CME courses. I hope you find that helpful and interesting. Thank you for your continued support of the Cytokine Signaling Forum.